Hello, Euphorians. We are so excited today. We have such a surprise for you. Alex and I are fully committed to being on our absolute best behaviors, right, Alex? We're going to try our best. <laughs> we will. So we have a special guest today, starring from HBO's Euphoria as Younger Jules, also recently shown on Hulu's High Fidelity. We have the multi-talented Clark Furlong with us. Woo! Woo! What's up, Clark? How are you? How's, How's it going? going? I am good. How are you? We're so We're good. doing pretty good. Clark, I'm... 2020 was a crazy, insane year. <laughs> um, so much happened. We took the extra free time from the quarantine and the lockdown to start this podcast. Um, what have you been doing to keep busy? How was your year? Um, what I've been doing to keep busy is I've been going on a lot of walks and practice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um you have so many interests so the reason we even asked this is because i can't even tell you i've never seen a child do more like you literally are acting dancing <laughs> playing the fiddle you're swimming like let us know what's your favorite of all those is it acting or do you have one that is a little more like relaxing for you especially during quarantine um acting has is really my favorite one it's fun for me and it lets me do what I want to do like my mission my mission right now is to meet cool people and see the world I so acting is the the goal <laughs> and it, I think it's so much fun I love that I also love your setting Amazing. like the fireplace and everything this is such a vibe <laughs> yeah we see that your dog just joined us I love that <laughs> what's your dog's name um his name is Orbit that is Ooh, nice. I love it. Oh, you have two dogs. I, is the other one Blarney? I did my research. Yes. Oh my the God. Other one. <laughs> I did my Clark research. <laughs> well, that's so great. Um, in terms of where you're at right now, so you're on your family's farm, correct? Yes. Give us, give us the lay of the land. What is this farm like? <laughs> um it's is it huge? Like, do you have a lot of land or is it more small, remote? Are you have neighbors? smaller um we live kind of in a um loop there's a loop of houses around ours okay. this house is actually an 1890 farmhouse um Whoa, and historic that's so yeah, cool it's Very cool. originally it was on 200 and something acres but um yeah it was so there's a we have a picture of it but Oh, cool. Nice. That's so insane. What type of animals do you have on the farm? Um, we have three goats, three chickens right now, and then <laughs> two dogs and two cats. Re we recently just downsized with, um, unfortunately, um, getting rid of the mule. No. No! No! <laughs> I saw you at donkeys and I was so excited. Oh, no way. That's sad. Well, Clark, I love goats and chickens, so I gotta know. Ugh. Goats or chickens, and do you have, like, a, a special bond with, like, a certain goat or chicken? Do you have, like, a homie? Oh, my God, Alex. Uh. chickens. Alex has, like, drawings of chickens sure. everywhere. It's a weird <laughs> interest of his. Don't ask me. <laughs> chickens and goats are really fun. Uh, <laughs> goats, when they're babies, are so cute. 
<laughs> Especially in person when they're really fluffy in the winter time, you can just put them in your lap. Um, if I had I to choose one, oh, that's hard. We put you in a really hard position. So hard. <laughs> they're both so great. Um, I, the rooster that we do have right now, um, was the one that I named. His name is Gandalf. Oh my gosh, I, I love, love that. that. We literally just watched all the Lord of the Rings yeah. during quarantine just oh to rewatch them. Yeah. We're like huge fans, but that's another awesome. geek world to be a part of. I love it. Well, that's so fun. Is it is it nice for you to do you often get to escape to the farm after working in cities like LA and New York? Yes, it's quite nice because the bustle, hustle and bustle of LA and New York is really great. It's fun, but you know, after a long time, it can wear you out. And coming back here, it's very relaxing. Like the air is great, and I'm home, and it's <laughs> it's far enough away from everything that I can just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, especially I can imagine after doing like a big project, just getting yeah. that nice relaxation away. Yeah. Now that you've been in uh, a couple shows, do you ever get recognized out on the street by by people when you're in like New York or LA or even there in Virginia? Um, I mean, we would recognize you immediately. We would, but we're super fans. So like... <laughs> <laughs> um, it hasn't happened on the street, but um, it has happened in a casting office. Uh, one of the casting directors came out, saw me, instantly turned around and walked back inside. And then the entire office had to go to the bathroom. And it was like one after another, staying there for like oh minutes, then come <laughs> back out and going back in. And were they mostly like That's adult, like funny. older? Or were these like, um, okay, that probably, makes it even um, funny. Probably around your age, I, I want to say. That. I like I said, I mean, it would be, it'd be scary to like confront any of the cast members in public. Like me and Alex always say, if we ever saw anyone, we'd probably play it really cool and not bother them. But like, I feel like with you, I'd have to say hello. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, that's so fun. Very amazing people. They are all so sweet and so generous. Nice. We love that. I mean, that's what we love about the podcast. Our Euphorians are so devoted. Like, it's crazy. I thought I was a super fan. And you can't even imagine how many, like, critiques we get. Like, you know, just, like, funny ones about, like, we'll analyze the episodes. And the fans just know everything. We have to be very on the ball. Because if you uh, get anything wrong, (laughs) the listeners will let you know right away. Um, But it's good. It keeps us on our toes. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, we've lived in both... New York and LA do you have like a preference of either city when you go mm, to visit yeah oh LA because I can yeah. surf there because you can surf yeah. there you can surf oh my gosh so you surf too yes okay. I mean I don't have the opportunity um, <laughs> you do everything so you you surf <laughs> you dance two different styles probably more um, than two I danced one two three four five six oh my gosh eight Eight, I think. I might be leaving one out. <laughs> Stop! Because we saw ballet wow. and Irish dancing, which Stunned. I have to ask you about the Irish dancing because that's so niche. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Where did who introduce you to that? Um. Oh, I don't remember. Wait, you know what I mean, though. That's not like a type of dance you just pick up. Because I grew up dancing, and like Irish dancing is very yeah. Very niche. 
my sister started to take it. And at the time I was playing soccer uh, across the street at our, at the park. And um, I was like, Hey, I want to do that. (laughs) And so it was on the same night as soccer practice. So whenever it was raining, I'd go to dance. And whenever it wasn't, it was um, soccer. But then like things came up and I was like, "Mm," which I had, I had to choose one of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do the Irish. I love it. You can relate to that. Alex played soccer. I did. And uh, playing soccer in the Northwest, it's pretty much raining every day, (laughs) which gets really old. (laughs) Yeah. You do not enjoy that. Dancing, singing, acting, painting, surfing, swimming, um, triathlons we had a yeah, yeah we saw that on like a wiki page so we didn't know if it was actually true have you done a triathlon i have yeah. was, that hot? was that killer i can barely run Good around the block um, <laughs> it was quite the experience um it was really cool i would really love to do it again mm-hmm. once you know we're no longer in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ideal, yes. <laughs> Did you have to train pretty extensively for that? Um, yes and no. I was on the swim team all summer, so I did train in the swimming part, but um, I think I was still taking soccer. No, I just quit the soccer Um when we did that i did start running um every day i think that's so intense that's wild that's very admirable (laughs) we also heard a rumor uh online that you enjoy hanging out with the local blacksmith are you uh are you also adding smithing to your uh, your (laughs) resume is that even how you say it smithing yeah (laughs) yes it is (laughs) i'm like laughing i don't know that was actually a few years ago um okay um, you guys probably know this, but I am in a band with my siblings and we would play at the farmer's market. And when we weren't playing or when we just finished up, we'd go over to their family's booth and we'd watch him carve stuff. Um, he made wooden bowls, I remember, and uh, he made something else. Did he make any swords so or anything? We got to know him there and... I think about a year later, um, I learned that he was a blacksmith as well. And so he took us out there or took me out there and we made a knife. But the first thing that he said to me when we went out there was, you were working, you know, with a burning hot forge right next to me. He says, you were working with fire. You are going to get burned. You're are like, you- I've played Jules and Euphoria. I'm fine. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> that is really hardcore, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this this was um four or five years before that, actually. I think I was eight. No, I was eight. eight. Nice. So not four years. It was two years before that. Um, did you uh, Did you name your knife? Why would he name them? Oh knife? no, I didn't. Because you have to give like knives and swords like a oh, name. Oh, that's very Lord of the Rings of you. I know, that's why I asked. <laughs> I should. 
think about it Clark think about it mm-hmm. well I feel like we have to of course dive right into euphoria that's what our listeners are here for they're so excited as we mentioned before this year's been absolutely insane we went from getting photos tweeted out of the cast doing table reads to then literally the next Monday the announcement of euphoria not being filmed anymore so they got the special episodes out, which praise be, we are so thankful for. But other than that, that's kind of like we mentioned before, why we even started this. We wanted to provide, you know, the fans something to work with until they start rolling again. So with all that being said, what what inspired you to ch- transition acting from like a passion into an actual career? What triggered you to want to do that? Um, or who was your inspiration? Mom, right from the start, actually. Yeah. She said, this is the thing that I love just as much as you guys. This is the most important thing to me in the world. And um, if we're going to do it, then we're going to go big or go home. I love that. So we started out right from the beginning um, as a profession, not as a hobby. Nice. Wait, I kind of love that. So you just went right for it. And then... I, I saw like a post where you were holding like all these auditions. It was really cute. You were like holding all of them and you were like, look, like just wait till you get the yes. <laughs> Takes like hard work. I mean, that's crazy. So how many auditions were you going to? Were you just like immediately just flying out to LA all the time or did you live there? Or No, um, we've actually always lived here except for we're in my life time so far. Um, I was born in LA, so I am an LA kid. Um, but we moved here when I was like 11 months or something. Okay. Um, it was probably two or three times a week that we were driving up to New York. Um, started locally though. Um, I want to say a year, not a year, a few months to start getting auditions in New York. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah, so, I forget you're close to New York, so that was probably easier. I was thinking you were flying to LA each time. Yeah, how long is insane. that? How long is the drive to New York? That depends on which way you go. Uh, <laughs> the scenic route. If you go the scenic route, which is always six hours, or you can take <laughs> ninety-five, which is four hours, or I think we had it be eight one time. Oof. That's yeah. a sacrifice to have to go back and forth, or you know. But you're, you're homeschool, correct? So yeah. Okay. That makes it convenient. That's crazy. That's a lot. So you were going to New York for auditions. um, So I, I actually was homeschooled until about, um, till COVID actually, because the online courses, all public schools in my area are now online. So Mm. I'm like, yeah. Mom's oh, like funny. Perfect. So yeah. you're like in public school now, right. but you're remote. But here it's remote <laughs> yeah. I love that for you. That's so funny. That's wild. Yes. And is it fun? Yeah. Or is it kind of like Do your classmates know? recognize you? They have to, right? Really Has fun. anyone asked? No. Nice. Yeah. We're that's, all I mean, a- that's nice. Yeah, that's good for you. I'm only shocked because I'm like, what what are these kids watching? I guess that's well, yeah, euphoria. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so give us some background. I noticed you just recently posted on Instagram your audition reel, which was just amazing. You were only like 11 years old in it, right? Um, 
Yes. You, yeah. And you're 13 now? I am 14 now. 14. 14. Nice. Okay, perfect. Oh, cool. So I don't know, I just tell I'm... us about the experience. I know you did in the post, but tell us here on the podcast. What was that like? Um, very interesting. So give us a scoop. From the audition video, as you can see, I was I am wearing a nightgown and combat boots. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's what was that's what Jules was wearing in the script. And mm-hmm. we decided, you know what? It's what she's wearing, so go big, go home. What we're gonna wear, yeah. So you know, in the comfort of the home studio, we—that's what we did. We dress. I dressed up in the nightgown and combat boots, never thinking I'd have to put it on again after that. (laughs) And it was awesome. And I'm sure it helped you get into character too, to be like fully, like you said, go big, go home. You're like fully yeah. in the outfit. You're ready to go. Yep. Yes. Kind of on that, uh, on that same page. Um, this is such a, such an intense role. Um, you're playing a suicidal trans teenager trapped in a mental institution. Um, how do you prepare for a role like that with such uh, intensity? How do you get in the headspace of a character that's in such a difficult position? To get into that headspace at the start was Probably interesting. Not. It was like, um, for me, it's if you know the character or what the char- who the character is, it's just a matter of how you decide to portray them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um to get into that headspace actually during the shots some of the shots during the um hall scene sam would keep people from talking to me so that i could stay in that headspace and we he'd put me in a little room off to the side so then when they were ready to shoot again you know they'd have me come out and go from there but so you weren't distracted or like you know what I mean I wasn't distracted do you have any rituals like with any show not just euphoria before walking on a set and they yell action like are you doing anything or are you very much like you know what I mean like do you listen to music do you read the script over and over we we do a lot of work on the scene ahead of time of course and um we come up with a cliche for the character like what is what is their cliche? And mm-hmm. you don't understand me was the cliche for Jules. And um, so when we're in the scene mm-hmm. um, and I need to, to be in that headspace, I say the cliche um, or I, th- I think the cliche in my head and that gets me back on track into what Jules is feeling, experiencing and ultimately what's happening if that makes sense. No, it, it definitely does. That's super cool. That's really cool to hear about your process in there. Yeah, I'm always Thanks. so fascinated with how actors get into their zone, you know, because I, I know nothing about it. <laughs> when you were, uh, when you were like starting to think about acting more seriously and are really preparing for roles like this, is there, are there, do you have any favorite actors or any actors where you try to emulate their style or process? No. No. Um, cool. That's kind of awesome. I like that. It's kind of just 
I don't know how to say it, like like me. I actually love nice. that. That's Very really cool. cool. I don't really have a great answer for that, you know. No, that's okay. That's, that's a good answer. That's actually like better than you know, like you want to be yourself and you want to pitch yourself out there. You know, you gotta be you. Gotta be you. Yeah. Well, on that note, with like Alex said, with how intense that role was, what would you say in the beginning of episode four? What was the most challenging part of shooting that scene with Sam's direction? Were there any times where you were just emotionally drained or? Um, it wasn't challenging. It was super fun. I love it. Was cool. Just amazing. You know the the people there were so nice. So like they they were always looking out for me, and there wasn't really any parts that I was like, I don't. It doesn't click. Mm-hmm. Um. It was really just like a, it was amazing. We have a process that we do before the audition. We create um, an act structure and we do all of our work and we, I become very familiar and comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So then in the audition, they're for a guest star, they're not they're looking for someone who can already do the job that they need done on set. That totally makes sense. Well, you got the job done because let me tell you, obviously we've seen this scene a million times because we've watched the show a number of times, but we rewatched your scene in particular to prepare and (laughs) I totally cried. I was like sobbing and no, I'm not, and I'm not lying. (laughs) I always cry. I'm not like flattering you. Your scene really triggers something in me. I don't even know what, cause I can't relate directly to Jules experience, but just the way you executed that scene, it just evokes so much intense emotion and you just feel for Jules as a character so intensely. So I just want to honestly like give you mad props because you just killed it. But on that note, I do have a question, which is, did you get to speak with Hunter Schaefer at all in terms of like, mapping out what Jules would be like personality-wise when you were acting the part? Because I feel like you emulated Hunter Schaefer's version of Jules so well in your scene. Oh, thank you. Um, But actually, no. We... What? Yeah, we met, um, like, instead of ships crossing in the night, it was ships crossing in the day. I was (laughs) uh, coming out from lunch and... or coming out of the building to go to lunch and she was just getting out of her car arriving. And so we met completely by chance um, right there. How funny. Nice. I don't know why. I just pictured maybe you had met because like I said, you, even your mannerisms and like the way you held yourself in the scene reminded me of Hunter Schaefer and the way she holds herself in all of her scenes. Wouldn't you say? Sam's just amazing. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, everyone on Euphoria is just incredible. But yeah, great, great job. I'm not kidding you. Completely was sobbing on my bed. (laughs) Um, With things being kind of like more fun on set, um, we saw that there was a scene where you're strapped to the gurney and Sam asked you to try to escape from it. And I think you said that you escaped a couple times. Like, what's the secret? If I'm ever strapped to a gurney and I have to get out. I hope that's never the case. How did you do it? Um... Well, the first thing was um, they 
they strapped my arms across my chest um, and my hands on my shoulders and they had them straps on my feet and on my hands, but they didn't have one around my stomach. So I could art, I could bend my knees and pull myself down through my arms oh. and turn around. <laughs> I love that. Good to know. It's crazy. Um, originally, he, sorry, he, he, um, he said to me, Clark, I want you to try to get out of this. And so, you know, I pulled on it and he said, no, really try to get out. And I said, okay. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, how can I move? <laughs> and so I just, I slid down. Nice. And Very I forget, what was the point of that? Was that just to get into character or... I forget, you don't get out in the scene, do you? I do not. No. Um, I think he really just wanted to see if I could get out. Okay, so Clark, what, if you had any, like, fun facts from Euphoria at all, like, to share with us, do you have any, you know, interesting things about shooting on set? Uh, yes, actually. I was the first shot of the first season on the first day <laughs> that's yeah. a lot, that's like the, a lot of pressure too. The elevator scene actually the uh, what scene sorry elevator when the when um the mom and the doctor and me we all get into the elevator and we go down oh my gosh i love that uh, and we were shooting in an old abandoned mental institution creepiest place i've ever been <laughs> So during one of the shots um, where Jesse is pounding on the door um, in the quiet room, Mm -hmm. um, Sam is saying more, more, like really hammer on it. And so he's hammering on it and his fist goes through the drywall door. (laughs) And now there's like a big hole right there, right above the window. And he goes, oh, and oh my gosh! Did he? Anyone else? It, did it throw it you off? I know. No, because that would see. That's a perfect example. That's so funny. Where I'd start laughing, I would like ruin the scene. I love that. Another fun fact was the window uh, that we are pounding on. That I am pounding on is originally it was regular glass, but then Sam was like, after putting his hand through the door, was like, oh, uh oh. This is <laughs> this is glass. Uh, <laughs> we should probably put something over it. So uh, they had a piece of um, plexiglass that they um, put over the window. Oh my gosh, that's, that's super so funny. funny. I love yeah, it probably wouldn't be great to uh, put a <laughs> child actor's <laughs> fist through a sheet of glass. <laughs> do you get like, uh, not embarrassed, but do you get like intimidated if your parents are there? on Because the, they have to be on set, correct? When you're filming on Euphoria or no? Yes, they do. Does that make you nervous or more supported? Like, do you feel? Um, I felt more supported. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is my acting coach. So we always work together. And so it it makes me feel a lot more comfortable um, to have her there with me. That makes a hundred percent. I'm very shy about sharing my creative endeavors with my parents. So they don't even know that I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so with like the funny 
kind of atmosphere on set and things being a little chill are there any other like funny behind the scenes stories or outtakes or like bloopers from uh filming your scenes there um yes so <laughs> yeah you know the scene where um alan um yeah the yeah the orderly yes um wait no yes mm -hmm. the drink um the can when he brings it to me and you know we go through the whole scene of obtaining the the bottle mm -hmm. um sam has me um he wants me to rip it open and mm -hmm. so i do and the props guy says to me you know i was up until like 12 a.m poking holes in like two dozen bottles and you know that's the shot they're gonna use <laughs> And it was. <laughs> yeah, the first can wasn't a prop one. It was it was supposed to be just the can that right. we poured out of. Totally. But we ended up using it in the scene to tear. And Sam lets the camera run. And for uh, I have I had rehearsed the scene that way and just going straight through. And so we were that's he let that happen and so we used we used the can that we had <laughs> you were just the sitting there that, like... he, that was the you can that was unpunctured it. and that's the one that i really had to work to rip open i yes. love that so much that's great yeah because you have such a serious scene so we were like i doubt you have many bloopers plus you're a great actor so i'm sure you didn't mess up but like we did see they released those bloopers, so we had to ask. So that was like the main one, the can. The can, yes. Love I love that. that. Thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so did you get to watch uh, part two, Jules, the special episode, I'm sure? I did. You did. Nice. So um, tragic for me, because originally they wanted me to um, be in that episode, but I was out filming in Germany. No, I was just gonna say, I actually remember I said that and you can, I'll show you on our podcast where I said it, but I thought we were all like predicting who was gonna be in the special episodes. And I said you, because I saw a photo of you getting a COVID test. I don't remember where, it might've been New York or in Germany, who knows, but like, I thought it was for Euphoria because it was around the same time. So that makes sense. And I predicted you, I was like, that makes sense. It's Joel's episode. So they wanted you to be in it. They did. They did. No. Yeah, they, they, re they had to rewrite some of it. Interesting. So it goes. Um, so we saw that you were uh, out at Elts Castle in Germany. Is that right? Yes, that is. Sweet. Uh, what were you doing? Um, I was actually shooting. Um, that was because of COVID. Um, some of the buildings that have that had the sets in them for Lisi's story had to be closed down because they didn't have proper air filtration. And the director, Pablo Lorraine, is actually shooting another film in Germany. And the word around the water cooler that I heard was um, <laughs> he went to Germany, saw what they were doing, and decided to move the production there. 
that's like really lucky for you because have you ever been before to Germany? I have never been out of the country before. Oh my God. That was my first time. We spent five weeks out there and it was so cool. Were you in uh, Germany for all five weeks or did you get to travel around at all? Um, We were in Germany for the full five weeks, but one of the weekends that I had, uh, I think Friday off, Mm-hmm. We were able to travel from uh, just outside Berlin to the Rhine, which was like a seven hour drive. We woke up in the morning and we were like, wait, mom said to me, do you want to go see some castles? And we said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we drove out there and the first castle that we saw was um, Rheinfels. Okay. Rheinfels Castle. And amazing uh absolutely amazing nice that's so cool alex lived in florence italy for a year i did i'm so jealous i did it was amazing um (sighs) i drove through germany once and i was in um i went i was in munich for uh oktoberfest and on the drive i got to see some castles um, but i didn't get to visit any german castles unfortunately <laughs> so cool. i've also been to germany but i was like 16 and i was a dummy and i just thought boys were cute and i wasn't paying any attention <laughs> like i should have so i really want to go back to europe and actually do it right as an you know see the sights if you will but oh, i love that for you that's so cool that you got to go for five weeks that's crazy so cool that's awesome. What like a highlight for such a like bummer year. <laughs> yeah, getting to work in Germany. Definitely. That's so cool. The highlight of the year. Love it. If I had to thank COVID oh. for one thing, that would be it. <laughs> nice. Makes sense. Nice, nice. But uh, what did you think about the episode? Um, and do you think that there's a future for rules? People like are so invested in that relationship. And sometimes it's like, they could work. And sometimes it's like, there's no hope. What do you think? I have no idea. Sam (laughs) is a crazy man. Yeah. And he's always surprising me. So I can really not say, I, I personally would love to see rules work out, but who knows and yeah like who doesn't everyone's such a rules stan in the fandom <laughs> i think we we definitely fall into that category a little bit we do we want to see them thrive so the coolest part about that episode was that hunter schaefer got to work behind the camera and i actually saw in your insta story today that you were literally using a camera and filming your sister are you at all planning on ever getting behind the camera is that like a goal of yours i think it would be fun um, would I want to do it professionally? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, but it is definitely something that I want to learn about. It is, um, it's a, it's another art form that just, it's, I want to, I want to know what's, what that's all about. That seems very on theme for Clark. I feel like everything you do, you almost just want to try it out. You know what I mean? It might not be your favorite, but because you really just do everything. (laughs) What do you not do, Clark? What are you bad at, You're making us look bad. I'm like 30 and I'm like, I haven't done any of these things. (laughs) What are you like really, really bad at? Is there Uh, any? 
Um, yeah, take your time. We're catching you off guard. I mean, maybe one. there's nothing. <laughs> I'm a horrible actor. Like, I love doing this type of stuff because it's very mm-hmm. natural, but I could never act. I would start laughing all the time. <laughs> You're like really mature. That happened a lot at the start. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm trying to think of anything else about the special episode. Did you have anything major about that? I want to hear what Clark's really bad at. Oh, yeah, we haven't uh, answered that. There's got to be like, is it math? I can't do math. Because you're bad at math? I can't do math to save my life. Math is, math is one of my favorite subjects. It would have to be spelling and handwriting. Oh, okay, okay we gotcha. Grammar? <laughs> All right. Not, not my strong suit. At least there's something. Um, back to you for you. Our listeners are constantly, I know this is like very random, but they're always wondering if the younger characters that were cast hang out or talk or have even met. Did you meet any of the other Euphoria characters that play the younger versions? I met uh, the younger version of Kat. Okay. Um, briefly, I think. We loved your, you had that other Instagram post too where you were like, spoiler alert, like Kat's finally with a good guy. Is Kat one of your favorite characters or do you have a favorite that you relate to on the show? We all have our favorites. It's okay. (laughs) A favorite character? Or not even favorite, just one that you might connect to personally. There's none really. I haven't gone through any of the stuff that they have gone through. I haven't experienced any of that. So... I really but like who are you rooting for like is even wow. though you haven't experienced it like do you have someone that you just like like to watch on screen or admire um all of them <laughs> that's a good answer <laughs> it's um, a hard question it's all great um in the episode whoever is like in the darkest spot we're rooting for them I love My that. message I like to convey is uh, love yourself and um, that um, the person who needs the most help with there, that just makes me want to go, you go, you can do it. I love that. You My know what? Heart. That's like such a good transition because I had to bring up your post where you, it's spelled for our listeners that can't visualize this. It's Y-O-U-phoria. So like euphoria. And you talk about loving yourself, like you're worthy of love. All those messages are so incredible, especially coming from a young person. What would you have to say to any of our listeners that might feel, you know, not confident or don't love themselves? Might be in a tough situation. Um, What would Clark's advice be? You are worthy of love. You are, you be you. Don't be afraid to be you. And... You are the only you that were that will ever be. I love that. That's beautifully said. I know that's so like mature. I don't know. I just feel like young people these days, there's so much going on. And like you said, like you haven't gone through any of it because you're not, you know, in that euphoria world. And a lot of it's exaggerated and you know, fantastical. So we just love though that you spread that message. That's so important, especially today. So we appreciate that you do that. Thanks for, you know, spreading that positivity and sweetness. I love that. Anything else, Alex, you can think no, of? Euphoria-based? Maybe it's time for a little social action. Yeah. What do you think, Paige? Would you be down to play our game? It's so euphoric socials. So we're going to show you 
three posts from your account and we just want to hear the story behind the photo why you posted it you get the gist so the uh-huh. first one <laughs> just what's the what's the backstory what is the what backstory? was going on <laughs> so this one the first one i'm going to hold up to the camera it looks like a shot of you with makeup just give us the lowdown what inspired very you well done euphoria makeup very well done like, well executed. like is this another list of things you do <laughs> Um, no, actually, that was right after an audition, I think, and that audition was for a character who, a fabulous character, who wears makeup and dresses in the fabulous clothes that he can find, and, um, the- Unrelated to Euphoria. Look at that. That's a look. So you did that or an artist did? I missed that part. Their intern did. Um, Our intern, yes. Okay, I love that. And not Euphoria related, just for fun. We hadn't gotten to, uh, after seeing all of the posts about, you know, the makeup artists doing these, and we were like, oh, we didn't get to do any of those. So how fun would it be to do it ourselves? Well, you look great. We were, uh, we this year for Halloween dressed as a uh, Halloween ruined oh. jewels. So we did a little uh, euphoria oh. makeup of our own. And awesome. we, were, we were so excited. We expected nothing from it. And Zendaya liked it and we freaked out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> we that's were in lockdown. Sweet. So we couldn't leave. Here, I'll show you. Let's see. I'll try to find it real quick. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, that looks great. <laughs> Thank you. We'll send you some photos we later. It was so out. fun. Yeah, well, we, we just stayed at home and just hung out here. But like, we really love <laughs> Halloween. So we had to like do it big, even though we had nowhere to go. Oh, yeah. So we're inspired by your post. Okay, Alex is awesome. going to get this next one. Yeah, let's see. The, so I thought it was super cool that uh, you were into painting as well. Um, so I'd love to just like hear a little bit about this particular painting because I think it's fantastic. And also, how on earth did you end up selling a painting to a gallery at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 14 years old? Yeah, impressive. Um, that I have no clue. Um, <laughs> The story behind the painting is um, that actually was kind of an experiment-ish. I had just, um, we had just taken down the sliding door in um, to the deck and we had a lot of mesh from it. You know, the fine, like plastic mm-hmm. mesh that keeps bugs from coming in? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of that and... I wanted to do something with it. And one day I woke up and I was like, wait, I've got it. And so I I laid it over the piece of canvas and I, I just painted. And in certain spots, I'd um, push it down, bring it up, and it would give this really cool texture to it. And it made, I don't know, it was just awesome. I love that. You need nice. to continue this on the side because this is great. And honestly, our walls, yeah. it, it looks like our walls are really full, but we have brick walls on the other side. And if you, we need to get some art from Clark. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> this piece, piece, like, piece I would hang that. Cool. Okay, our yeah, next post is this one right here. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. First of all, it looks professional. 
like it doesn't look like you took it and it also the outfit is fire so what was going on here and, our, and once again are we gonna add modeling too like what's right. next <laughs> Um, I have been thinking about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should. I already mentioned like I could picture Clark being a model for many for sure. designers, but anyways. I'm right in the awkward phase of being 14. Um, they really want 15 and up. And that makes sense. Back then I was three, four inches shorter. And, <laughs> you know, you really, what they say is you need to be like five, nine or five, seven or high. That makes wow. sense. Who Couple did the years, pants? I think uh, we'll probably uh, see The pants are cool though. Like the flowers on the pants. Are those yours? Do you still have those? Uh, no, I don't. That was actually taken um, during a photo shoot. The backstory behind that is a photographer called Felicia McGowan. She asked if she could take some pictures of me and we of course agreed and she brought all of these really cool hip clothes from a brand called The Series. And we went into Brooklyn and we took all these, all these photos. And that was um, a favorite, so. I love it. It's very on point for Jules too, not that that's related, but I feel like this is something Jules would wear. (laughs) It's got a vibe. It has a vibe. It's nice. Love that. That's so cool. Well, Clark, this has just been amazing. Alex and I are just like blown away by your many talents and accomplishments <laughs> at such a young age. You should be just beyond proud of yourself. It's so cool. Our listeners are going to be so excited to hear about all this euphoria tea. Um, okay. You wanted to ask about his future projects or what he's working on. Yeah. Um, what's next for uh, for Clark Furlong? Are we going to see you on screens in 2021? Maybe a little uh, euphoria season two action? If you're allowed I... to talk about it. I don't know about Euphoria season two, but um, the more fans ask for it, the more likely it is. All right, all right. Euphorians, you heard it here first. We'll uh, we'll definitely put the word out to our listeners, for sure. (laughs) We will. That's so cool. What about anything else, though, outside Um, of Euphoria? Yes. um, There is um, a new show on Apple TV coming soon um, called We See Story. And I play Paul Landon in that, so. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Can you give us any backstory on the show? What is it called? Uh, It's called Lisey's Story. It was written by Stephen King and is now being turned into a film. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, Clark. Stephen King. uh, We are huge horror fiends, Mm -hmm. so we'll definitely be watching that. (laughs) I love that for you. Well, that's just amazing. We're just, again, so thankful that you even came on here. And thank you for being our very first guest. We won't forget it. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. This was awesome. We hugely appreciate it. Clark Furlong, you can catch him on HBO's Euphoria, now streaming on HBO Max. It was great to have you, Clark. You were so euphoric, Clark. It was so nice meeting you both. You too, Clark. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. It was so great to chat with Clark. We'll be back with Euphoria Cast updates after this short break. Wow. Whew. We finished our very first Euphoric interview. 
Alex, like, how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm feeling good. I think it went really well. It's been uh, it's been exhausting, but been a uh, in a, in a good way. Um, it was a really really cool opportunity. It was awesome to tar- talk to Clark. He was such a great guest. We're he so, was adorable. Uh, so I loved so cool. Him. Such a, a chill, a chill kid. So like insanely talented. Like I'm pretty sure he does everything. And he's just beyond mature. Like how is he 14? I felt like I was talking to like a 20 year old. Yeah, just uh, super impressive all around. And I'm also feeling very sober. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> same. <laughs> Which is bizarre for us, but of course, you know, like we mentioned, we wanted to be on our absolute like best professional mm, behavior for our indeed. first interview. Indeed. Like, obviously, too, because he's younger, but, like, mainly because I feel like even if we had had an adult on the show, like, I probably would have tamed the drinking because I wanted this to just be, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was our first interview. We had to be uh, super on. But, yeah, I mean, this was, uh, it was great, but, oh, my God, like, this whole thing came together in the course (laughs) of about four days. So we were, like, figuring out questions and... It was so fast. ...release forms and Zoom and all this stuff, like, that we have not yet dealt with. Um, So it was was a good challenge. What I love about it, though, which I, I feel like I don't care, like, I love telling our Euphorians everything... It, it wasn't, like, us hustling for something. It was literally a matter of Clark sliding into our DMs, which I fucking love that. Hell I hope yeah. everyone from Euphoria slides in our DMs. Mm. But it was so cute. Like, uh, I think we, like, commented on... I honestly will have to look and remember, but we commented on his audition reel that he posted to Instagram, and he was like, oh, like, I'll have to join the podcast sometime. And Alex and I were like... <gasps> yes, you will. <laughs> you will have to join it, and you will join it tomorrow. <laughs> yep. And uh, then he did. So, so there you go. It's awesome. Yeah. And just to, like, kind of, you know, also just recognize that we're his first podcast interview. So, like, not only was this our first interview, it was Clark's first podcast interview. Yeah, and Clark is definitely going places. I mean, uh, I'm super stoked to watch him in uh, Lisey's story on Apple TV once that comes out. We're going to definitely have to subscribe to Apple TV because we're, we're like, poor as shit right now, so we haven't. But, like, I will do it for Clark. Well, yeah, I guess I can't pirate Clark's thing. (laughs) Maybe I'll, like, Venmo Clark, like, uh, 10 bucks (laughs) or something and pirate it. Absolutely. I'd rather give him money than uh, Apple. Yeah, like, Alex and I were joking that, like, if we have kids one day and Clark's, like, super famous, we'll be like, remember that one time we, like, interviewed Clark on our podcast? hell yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he was he's got uh he's got the chops um and yeah i mean like being in a stephen king apple tv like mini series is pretty big that's gonna be sick that's a nice follow-up to euphoria i also loved hearing that he possibly will be in season two like it's not confirmed Mm -hmm. but i i love that for him and i'm he he mentioned that like if the fans want it they'll bring him on so i'm like euphorians we want clark on the show like we yeah. want him yeah let uh let hbo know you <laughs> want clark furlong in season two of euphoria oh yeah i'm definitely gonna do a post that like brings that up and i want you all to tag clark and hbo like over and over and over again <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but, it sounds like, like the biggest challenge is his height because he's like yeah. grown like a foot since he was like young jewels so now he's like really tall young jewels yeah he's like a teenager but i feel like that's why i'm excited to and i hope that sam brings him back because i think it'll be cool to see Jules as a young teenager as well, not just, like, a child. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. They can I work mean, around the height. They could definitely work around the height. So, amazing things Movie for magic. Clark. 
Oh, yeah. Huge thanks to uh, to Clark. Yes, huge thanks. And also, Clark is definition so euphoric. So euphoric. Well, it would, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't give you a very quick roundup of cast updates. So I'm just going to dive right in, Alex. Dive in. We've got Zendaya. She's, I don't really have much to say other than she's going to be in Malcolm and Marie, or she, it's premiering in Netflix on February 5th. Yep. We will uh, we'll watch it and review that at some point in the future. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, so stay tuned. Definitely as stay tuned on that. I'm really excited. I think I may have talked about this before, but I think I'm excited because Alex knows this is very up my alley. I love a good drama, especially a quarantine drama. Like, oh my god, here for it. It's black and white. It's stylistic. I think it's going to be just all around a really like beautiful film. Um, mm. I think Sam's just such like he has such good visuals, so I'm just I'm just excited to watch something beautiful. I'm really tired of like the world sucking, so I'm yeah, it looks very uh, well shot. It's not really uh, up my alley, but I'm sure I'll enjoy it anyways because it's probably going to be really good for sure. Then we have a little bit of a I don't know a little piece of controversial news, if you will. So Angus, who plays Fesco. Uh, he was on his Insta story. Was it last night? I think yeah, it was last night. Yeah, I think it was night. yesterday. Yesterday. And he was apologizing because he referred to his song as retarded and his stories. And I guess he just like, I don't know. Okay, Alex and I predict that possibly someone reached out to him and told him like, yo, dude, you should apologize to like your fans. Or maybe do you think he was just getting bad feedback from his fans? I don't know. It could go either way. It's just um, not that big. It's, okay. Actually, I shouldn't. I shouldn't stretch that far. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Alex? You're always better with words than I am. Um, my thoughts on it are like, I mean, it's not the best word. It's one I don't really use much. Same. Um, I understand the issues with it. Um, he is also like he's from the Bay, right? Yeah, the Bay Area. He's from Oakland. Yeah, so that makes it a little complicated because, like, that word is historically very much a part of, like, the cultural, like, slang and lexicon of the Bay Area. Totally. Like, there is a long history of that being, like, a real, like, Bay Area slang. Um, And that doesn't make it not problematic. No. But, like, it's a little different than if just, like, anybody said it, um, given the, the background there and how much that's ingrained in the culture there. Yeah. And also, um, like, this isn't I don't like know. A if cancel... it was me, if I had said it and I got called out for it, I don't think I would have apologized. I think I would have just been like, y'all. Like, cool. calm down. Yeah. Also, Easy. I mean, this isn't like a cancel culture moment. Like, it's just Fezco or it's just Angus. Like, he's just living his life. Like, he likes to get stoned and chill. Like, he's not over here trying to, like, have the best PR at all times. But I definitely can understand why he would have, like, felt inclined to apologize just due to, like, wanting to get jobs in the future and being on such a hit show. Like, I get the pressure to be like, fuck, now I have to say something. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think being on Euphoria makes it tough because I think there's, like, an extra expectation that if you are a actor on Euphoria because it's so socially progressive, there's, like, an added level of, like, pressure to really be, like, on and aware of stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, Which probably makes it hard for people who are a little more... Not, like, that I'm, like, feel super sympathetic, but, like, there's definitely probably certain members of the cast that have to adjust their behaviors a little more than others. Absolutely. I would guess. 
Well, here's the thing. He apologized, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. He said he was sorry, and it's definitely, like, he's such a sweetheart that, like, he obviously meant it, so you just move on in life. So what? This is a bunch of uh, no big deals to me. He was probably stoned. I mean, it is what it is. And he apologized, so, like, it's done. The, the, The thing's done. We're good. It's over. So then the only other, uh, Hunter, so there were a couple updates. Obviously, we went you know, all out on Hunter last episode, so I won't say much other than she did a really fun Twitter Q&A where she allowed fans to write in. She took over, like, the Euphoria Twitter page. And the only one that stuck out to me, I mean, they were all really fun, like, answers, but she answered a fan who asked, like, what actually is a C-blob? She didn't answer any of our questions, which (laughs) I'm not salty about because I don't really give a fuck. She got like thousands of questions. We'll probably get her on the podcast. Still a huge fan, whatever. We're still a huge fan. Doesn't matter. But she answered someone that asked like, "What actually is a C blob?" And it was really cute. She was like, "Oh, like that's funny because I never bring it up in the episode, but I like visualized." Just everything I talked about on the show is being one of those. What is it called, Alex? A sea angel. It's a it's a real sea creature called a sea angel, um, which just makes me. Even if I wanted to be mad at Hunter, I couldn't because I love her even more now for like being into weird animals, yeah. which I am very into. She's so cute. She's just everything. She just she's she really like wows me as a human being because she's so talented kind of like clark she's very multifaceted like she has a lot of interests that are in line with us like you and i always say if we had her on the podcast honestly i feel like i'd have more questions about her real life than i would euphoria oh for sure i would just want to talk to her about like anime and like pregnant planes and (laughs) weird animals for the entire time I would. I don't think I'd ask a single question about Euphoria. No, and I'd also have to ask her if she drank any of the cooks during her scene with Cal, but that probably uh, yes. did not Were happen. Were you drinking real cooks? <laughs> That's the real question that people want to know. But yeah, overall, I mean, Hunter fucking killed it. And also, like, the press has just been loving her. Like, this episode really did well for her. I mean, she... Every single article I read online from every pre- like piece of press was just incredible. Like gave her so much praise, which is so well deserved. So, cheers to Hunter. There's cheers. no cheers because we're not drinking, but we have whatever. No, nothing to cheers, but <laughs> fist bump for Hunter. So then I have Barbie who plays Cat. Um, she posted a kind of like a thoughty Insta post today, but I kind of just loved it because she her caption was. Gay Kim Possible. It wasn't thoughty. Doesn't thoughty mean like hot? I don't know. Did I thoughty say that means word? slutty. Oh fuck! Well, I thought it meant like oh you're being hot and like taking a selfie. Mm, it's more like you're oh being God. like. Alex, I'm like thirty. You're I like can't thirst keep trapping. Up. You're like hoeing. You know. <laughs> I can't keep up. Well, I I I was saying it as like a compliment. Like I thought she was like being hot, but whatever. So no, not thoughty. Just a hot photo. She looked cute. But she labeled it Gay Kim Possible, and I thought that was just funny, because I, I love that theme song, and now it's been stuck in my head for, like, three days. Gay Kim Possible. Possible. She's gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Algie Smith, who's just always popping out the best content. On his story, <laughs> he posted his Frenchie, his little, like, Frenchie dog, was just, like, literally taking a massive shit, and he just zoomed in on his dog and was like, oh, like... Come on, man. And that's all Algie's posted for the week, so... 
That's great. Leave it to Algy to uh, keep us up to date with his dog's bowel movements. Yeah, I just love Thank that. Thank you for that, Algy. I'm so glad that in quarantine, that's what he's posting. Thank you, Algy Smith. Very cool. Right? Like, we've got Barbie posting, like, hot photos of herself, and then Algy's like, look at my dog. He's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> then the uh... only other update I have is... Donnie Davy, the main makeup artist, posted a really cool Insta reel where she showed a binder that she uses on set that essentially like has photocopies or like a photocopy sketch of Hunter's face. And she would use this. She used it on season one, but this particular binder was representing the special episode that just dropped. And she uses like colored pencils and all the jewels she uses for the makeup on the sketches. So that she can essentially, like, have it on hand at all times. So if Sam's like, hey, like, how about we do this for, like, the next scene? She'll go ahead and, like, color pencil it in and show him what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sweet. that sounds, like, geeky, but this is the kind of shit that Alex and I like. Because it shows you what's going on behind the scenes. And, like, it's just cool seeing people put in so much work into the show. And how detailed it is. All the way down to, like, the silliest things. Like... No rhinestone on that side, like, because she was crying and we wanted to look, like, emotional in this scene. Or, like, mm-hmm. they were saying um, one of them she wanted to do when Jules finds out her mom dies on Halloween. They, like, wanted to, like, essentially do the same look she had that night but make it more, like, drab and, like, she was crying and stuff. And then Sam was like, no, I actually want it to be, like, way toned down. Like, I want it to be very, like, she just took off her makeup and, like, found this out. So, I don't know. It's just, like, nerdy stuff like that, though, that, like, makes the show so magical. So, I had to, like, throw that in there. And you should go watch it if you care to on Donnie's page. Also, shout out to Donnie. She is so cute and, like, always comments back to us on Instagram. And I definitely need to, like, flex on that and also get her to be on this podcast because I love her and she's just... Ooh, yeah. Maybe she could be our next guest. Seriously, she's a badass. I mean, their makeup looks are absolutely iconic. Like, I know a lot of them have been done you know, elsewhere before Euphoria, but they're definitely, like, absolute icons. I mean, they won Emmys for the makeup, so... It's the real deal. It is the real deal. But, Alex, that is all I've got for us, and, you know, normally at the end of the show, we cheers, but we're fucking sober and we have nothing, so... I mean... uh, Let's say cheers to Clark's chicken Gandalf. Cheers to Clark's chicken named Gandalf. Cheers to Gandalf. One more thing, I don't know if I already mentioned this, but please, please, please go check out our YouTube version of the interview with Clark. It's so much fun. You get so much more of a visual, and it's just, it's completely different than just Mm -hmm. listening to the episode. Yep. You can see Clark's dogs. You can see Meatball. (laughs) Got a lot of pet features. Um, So yeah, definitely worth it to check out the pet features. Yes, but also, like, obviously, be sure to comment, subscribe, all the usuals on the YouTube, because we want Clark to feel so loved, because he was just such a beloved guest. He was great. What a great guest. What a great time. Well, this was just amazing. By far, I don't know about you, Alex, this was my favorite episode we've done. Hell yeah. So, that being said, like I said, we can't cheers, but you know what? We'll fist bump, and that's so euphoric. That's so euphoric. Like today's episode? Great. We love that for you. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a podcast review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever the fuck you listen to us weekly. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at so underscore euphoric for all the euphoria updates you could ever possibly want in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, bitches.